Redeemed. How many of us have gone to a checkout, handed the person our ticket, and received our bags back from where they've been stored? A simple procedure, and we don't pay for anything. Perhaps, though, we've put something on lay-by and had to pay each month. Then when our bill is paid in full, we can show them our proof of payment and at last receive our desired items. In the world, this is what redemption looks like. But what an entirely different picture it is in Christ's world. And oh, how wonderful it is for us. We may find ourselves singing a chorus or reading a scripture that talks about redemption, but the word may go completely over our heads because we're just not sure what it means. We know it's special and as blood-bought believers, we know it's about us and what Jesus has done for us, but we're just not entirely sure what it means. Dictionary definitions can really help us out. One says that it means to compensate for the faults or bad aspects of something or someone or gain or regain possession of something in exchange for payment. Okay, you may say, I, I get that. It's like the lay-by story. But wait, there's more. It also means to get or win back, to free from captivity by payment of ransom, to release from debt or blame, to free from the consequences of sin, to change for the better or to reform, to remove from obligation of payment, to exchange for something of value, to offset the bad effect, to make worthwhile. Wow, when we consider all of these terms, it shows us a much broader picture of redemption. According to the Bible dictionary, redemption means deliverance from some evil by payment of a price. There are numerous verses in the Old Testament that speak about God freeing the children of Israel from their slavery in Egypt. But God illustrated his purchase of people from enslavement by instituting the trend tradition of kinsman redeemer as we read in leviticus 25 if one of your fellow israelites becomes poor and sells some of their property their nearest relative is to come and redeem what they sold the unique and demanding role of the kinsman redeemer required that they restore what was lost such as property freedom or even the person's name ultimately then the kinsman redeemer was a rescuer or a restorer. But not just anyone could act in this position. There were certain specific requirements to fulfill this responsibility. The person had to be family. They had to be willing to act and have the resources to do so. And the price had to be paid in full. No partial payments were allowed. Do you remember the story of Ruth? How she came to her relative Boaz at night, lay down at his feet, and when he startled awake, explained her presence this way. I am your servant, Ruth. Spread the corner of your covering over me, for you are my family redeemer. She was requesting that he fulfill the role of kinsman redeemer. Was he family? Yes. Was he willing? Yes. Did he have the resources to pay? Yes, he was a wealthy man. Did he pay the price in full? Yes, once the closer relative refused the role, Boaz immediately stepped up and paid for the redemption of both Naomi and Ruth, saying to the elders, You are witnesses today that I have bought from Naomi all the property of Elimelech, Kilion, and Malon, and with the land I have required, acquired Ruth, the Moabite widow of Malon, to be my wife. 
This way she can have a son to carry on the family name of her dead husband and to inherit the family property here in his hometown. You are all witnesses today. Boaz willingly, even eagerly, stepped up to free Naomi and Ruth from the poverty their widowed state had drove them to. He welcomed them into his own family, covering them with his financial provision, even assuring them of an eternal legacy for their family. They were not abandoned or alone, lost or dejected. They were now redeemed. What a beautiful story, and it's our story too, for Jesus has done that for us as well. He became one of us, taking on human form in order to act as our kinsman redeemer, as Paul wrote the Philippians. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation taking the form of a bondservant, coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Moreover, he willingly surrendered his life to pay our enormous debt of sin. As he himself says, no one takes my life from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This is the command I received from the Father. And his precious blood was sufficient price to pay for the ransom of our souls from sin, death, and the grave. As Paul wrote the Romans, yet God with undeserved kindness declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood for us. Finally, by his suffering and death and resurrection, he paid our ransom price in full, restoring us to God the Father, ensuring eternal fellowship with God the Son, and enabling the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to be the guarantor of our redemption. As we read in Revelations 1, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. There is such a richness in the word redemption, for it means that Christ has paid the price to redeem our past and present and future. Psalm 49 tells us that God will redeem my life. He will snatch me from the power of the grave. Again, Psalm 103, he redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. Psalm 106 indicates his, his protection, stating he rescued us from the enemies and redeemed them from their foes. And Psalm 72 states that God will redeem us from oppression and violence, for their lives are precious to him. Lamentations 3 adds to this saying, Lord, you have come to my defense. You have redeemed my life. In Psalm 55, we are told, God ransoms me and keeps me safe from the battle waged against me, though still many oppress me. As Bible readers and believers, we often take these things for granted, eternal life and protection, deliverance even, God's goodness daily at work. 
But Psalm 49 says, explains why that God has redeemed us and it's so important for us. Here we read, yet they cannot redeem themselves from death by paying a ransom to God. Redemption does not come so easily for no one can ever pay enough to live forever and never see the grave. What a powerful statement. There's no payment great enough to receive eternal life to live forever. This gift requires a life for a life. God paid the price, as the psalmist explains in glowing terms. He has paid a full ransom for his people. He has guaranteed his covenant with them forever. What a holy and awe-inspiring name he has. And the cost was excessive, as the prophet Isaiah presents. In all their suffering, he has also suffered, and he personally rescued them. In his love and mercy, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them through all the years. For us living the New Testament covenant, we know that our Heavenly Father longed so greatly to redeem us that he offered his one and only Son, as Paul explains to, to the churches in Ephesus. We, so we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear Son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. And to the church in Colossae, he wrote of our rescue in these terms. He has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. We understand better what Jesus' sacrifice freed us from by Paul's letter to his friend Titus, where he states God gave his life to free us from every sin, to cleanse us and make us his very own people. Peter also understood the magnitude of what Jesus ransomed us from and redeemed us to, reminding his church friends that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. Like Paul, Peter knew that he only had a short time left on earth to explain the importance of redemption and the source, Jesus. Are we beginning to grasp how crucial our redemption is? Let's think about these definitions again to free from captivity. We are all keenly aware of how we were trapped in our life of sin. Nothing we did or tried to do could break those chains in our feeble efforts and fragile promises. We're too weak. But Jesus' blood released us from the debt of our sins and freed us from the consequences of our innumerable wrong choices. Moreover, Jesus removed the obligation of payment. The enemy can never come back and say we owe him our lives, for Christ has paid it all. He not only set us free, but he's exchanged our tattered and tear-stained souls for something of value, his unconditional love and grace. What the world declares worthless, he is now proclaimed worthwhile. There is a heartfelt worship song written by Big Daddy Weave that says, Seems like all I could see was struggle, haunted by ghosts that lived in my past, bound up in shackles of all my failures, wondering how long is this going to last? Then you look at this prisoner and say to me, Son, stop fighting a fight that's already been won, and I'm redeemed. You set me free. 
So I'll shake off these heavy chains, wipe away every stain. Now I'm not what I used to be. I am redeemed. All my life I've been called unworthy, named by the voice of my shame and regret. But when I hear you whisper, child, lift up your head, I remember, oh God, you're not done with me yet. I am redeemed. You set me free. I don't have to be the old man inside me because his day is long dead and gone because I've got a new name and a hope that it'll carry me home. I am redeemed. You set me free. Among many of the comments written from the YouTube version of this song is this one. I just got out of jail and I was in maximum security. You can imagine all the things I saw and I heard this song one day. We went to Bible study and I know God was talking to me. I'm a witness that with the Lord's help, anything is possible. If you feel the same as that prisoner, not because of his earthly bars were removed, but because the chains of sin and shame, condemnation and hopelessness were taken away, may you also shout with Job. But as for me, I know that my Redeemer lives and encourage others to proclaim the good news of redemption. Like the psalmist who wrote, has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies let's shout this out today in a world lost and hurting the message of redemption is vital amen beloved amen